0: On this edition of the podcast, we have a special guest with us. Nisha from the Not A Status Quo podcast joins us. We are going to talk about the Eastern Conference Finals with the Boston Celtics going up against the Miami Heat. We also talk about some of the NFL games that will be going on this week. We're also going to tell you whether or not it's going to be Kansas City or the field to win the Super Bowl. Who's going to be this year's MVP in the NFL? Who has more to prove this year, Dak Prescott or Cam Newton? And do the Nuggets have a chance to come back against the L.A. Clippers? Well, I'll say this for the for the Clippers, and my biggest issue with them is is that they don't close. And it's not something you learn how to do on the fly. Either you know how to do it or you don't. And I'm very nervous for them. I'm not saying the Nuggets are going to win this series, but you don't want to give a team like the Nuggets an opportunity to push you because they can have a game where they hit 25 three points they can do it I think they went seven for nine or something close to that in the fourth quarter in game five so you want to close them out and they didn't and a guy like Michael Porter Jr. he's only getting better by it not by the game he's getting better by the minute <laughs> so you don't want a guy like that in a game seven who he doesn't have anything to play for he's just whooping and they've been in a tough series already if the Clippers don't close them out in six they're in they're, they're asking for a little trouble you're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. This is the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am your host today. My name is O. Inye. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please, please subscribe. You can do it on any major podcast platform available. You can also go to our website and also subscribe there. It's newchannelsports.net. New channel spelled N-U, channelsports.net. I am the one and only O-N-E. Seen all the way across from me. Phenomenal Chris, what's up, bro? You didn't have life with the phenomenal bro. You got to do it right. It's phenomenal, Chris. I need, I need the love. You got to do it right. If you're, going to, if you're going to introduce me, you're trying you to show out right. in front of our guests. Bro. See, see how you're trying to do? You're trying to show out in front of our guests today. I'll introduce myself. <laughs> Sent across from me is me. Phenomenal, Chris. What's you know what? good? You know, what? you know what? I'm going to have you do a podcast all by yourself with you and yourself. Hey, it's all good. What's good, y'all? Uh, so I forgot to mention also that we're also on Afro Vibes Radio. Check us out every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. And we have a special guest today on the podcast we have a special guest you see, you see what you did for the guest no, you I'm excited excited you know, you actually you might be right because uh-huh. i did a lot more excited uh-huh. about her than i did about you but nisha
1: what's going on how you doing i'm doing great y'all crazy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we try to be as entertained as possible i can see that i can see that this is gonna be fun oh yes how it are you guys is. doing i am
0: doing great i'm doing fantastic that's awesome. That's awesome.
1: I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I really do. This is going to be fun today. All right. All right. All right.
0: So Anisha is from the Not,
1: Not a Status Quo S-quo
0: podcast. Um, really, really good podcast. I came across and I was like, man, she's pretty good. And yeah. then she in Houston too. You want to get her on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the last one I listened to was um, Invasion. If you guys haven't checked it out, please check it out. It is a very good podcast she's finally on apple podcast now too as yes, well yes. so you can check it out there and give her a review but the the last um, podcast you had with tiffany was really good I, I listened to it i was like this is this is good stuff yes, so
1: appreciate it. Shout out tiffany and shannon mm. my road dogs
0: so what i'm gonna do what i do with all our guests is give a quick bio of you know your favorite sports team your favorite sports moments Things like that. So I'm going to give out yours real quick Hope we don't mind.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
0: All right. So what are we going to do? She likes playing sports. She's been playing sports since you was a kid. Um, she's into competition. You're not too competitive, are you?
1: No. I have like a, I have a switch. I can, you know, dial it back when I need to. Okay. Like, I'm not one of those people that are going to be beaming your, your kid in the head, you know, <laughs> or anything like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I am one you know, of those people <laughs> who say that are the problem. <laughs> ones that I'm it. not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. However, now if you if you cut me in spades, you know you're gonna have to get out my Ooh, house.
0: So <laughs> you're a spades player, huh?
1: I'm a spades player. I do what I do. But uh, yeah, if you if you cut me in spades, you're my partner. Yeah, you mm-hmm. gotta go.
0: Mm-hmm. How about dominoes? Mm-hmm. You dominoes? No. No dominoes.
1: No, no. And I think it's because I'm traumatized over the whole just boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that guy. <laughs> Five.
0: Just for five. Just
1: for five. (laughs) Nah, nah, nah. That's my dad. Uh, My brothers, my cousins, all my male cousins. That's mm -hmm. it. I'm like, y'all have fun with that. I'm going to be over here playing spades with the ladies.
0: So I'll blame them for you not playing dominoes. Yes, pretty much. All right. So your favorite sports team is the Houston Rockets. But you rep everything Houston.
1: I rep everything Houston, but grew up a Rockets fan. Um... First, my favorite moment, actually, the reason why I am a Rockets fan is I remember I was like seven years old. It was around the time we won our second championship. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where are we going? My mom's like, let's go. We're going to be late. I'm like, where are we going? We we're going to the parade. Didn't know. Didn't click. Uh. So we get there and I'm just a little short little thing. Still short as it is, but still shorter than what I am. And I look up and I see Hakeem Elijah on, on the fire trucks. Uh-huh. And here in Houston, that's what we do. We do fire trucks. We don't do Corvettes and things like that. Like they didn't.
0: Right, me. right. So
1: <laughs> I look up and it's Hakeem, and I'm yelling Hakeem, Hakeem, Hakeem. And he's holding the trophy, and uh, he looks down right at me and he waves. Wow. And I was like,
0: That's it. Rockets, all Rockets fan all every day. day, all day long. <laughs> all that's day, what's every up. day. That's definitely what's up. So you pretty much rep anything that's Houston. Yes. Um, if you're not cheering for a Houston team, you cheer for Sue Bird. Yeah. Of uh, the Seattle Storm. So tell yes. me about that. What, what, so. Interesting about Sue Bird, they like her so much.
1: So I'm a, I I played basketball as a kid and I always loved point guards. Mm. So like Jason Kidd's one of my favorite players of all time. And Sue Bird, when the WNBA came about, she was just like one of my favorite point guards to watch. I loved how she played. She's just, she plays a a lot like how I like to play, which is just get everybody involved. Right, she does. Don't care about scoring, just Mm -hmm. care about making my teammates better. And, yeah, I, like, I just like how she plays. I like her attitude, even off the court. She's really funny to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that she likes hip-hop is always a good thing. Oh, so. I, I learned
0: something new today. Yeah. she like hip-hop?
1: I, I didn't know that re- until, like, recently. I was like, uh. oh, so she wanted, oh, right, she, she right. knows everything.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> she is a phenomenal point guard. She definitely likes to distribute the ball. She does remind me of Jason Kidd a lot, actually, on the court. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: She was I, like, I used to call her the female version of Jason, Jason Kidd, when, Kidd I was, wow. when I was growing up. So mm-hmm. She's my favorite
0: player. Mm, That's a good one. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. But you also really like Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan too myself. You can ask this one over here about that. He knows that (laughs) for sure. Let's not do (laughs) that. So your favorite sports moment has nothing to do with Houston sports. It was actually the day that Dale Earnhardt Jr. won the Daytona Pepsi 400. It was the same year his father passed away, and you thought it was a cool moment. Yeah.
1: Watching him. I think he was like eighth, eighth place, and I think it was maybe like 10 laps to go or something. Mm-hmm. And he went from eighth to first.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he
1: won that race, and I was just like, wow. Because Dell Jr. is the reason why I actually watch NASCAR. Um, he's the main person I got in the sport. And so at that time, I was just watching NASCAR sporadically. I didn't watch it the way that I watch it now. So I just wind up watching that race, and I just saw that. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like uh-huh. Just seeing the fans and yeah. him celebrating. And then when I learned the history behind it, because I didn't know, since I watched it the way that I watched it, I didn't know that his father had died. Right. right. So when I found out the history of that moment, I was like, this is really cool. Right. And I don't know. I just love watching that. Yeah, It's a great moment. It,
0: it was a great moment. I did um, watch that a couple of times too myself. I, I heard about his father passing away, but I never really watched it. Mm-hmm. I went back and watched it one day on YouTube. I wish I didn't. But I did watch it, and it was, ugh. It was. It was yeah. sad. Very, very sad.
1: That 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 moment pushed them to be a lot more safer.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because yeah, well, it did. It did. So that's that's the 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 bio for Nisha. It's my bio. So what we're gonna do here? We we'll do it all for our guest. We're gonna play a little game. Okay. It's called Truth or Dare.
1: New Channel Sports Podcast presents Truth or Dare. Okay, I'm all about truth. I don't do no dares. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> womp, 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 womp.
0: You
1: do all a right. dare, you wind up jumping off of something no, that you didn't it's, mean. Not,
0: anything, <laughs> it's not anything physical. <laughs> We're not going to do anything like that. All
1: right, so all right. So this is
0: how it works. This is how it works. I'm going to ask you, Nisha, truth or dare? Okay. If you say truth, I'm going to say, is it true that Vernon Maxwell was the greatest shooting guard of all time? If you say dare, I'm going to be like, I dare you to say that deshaun watson is a crappy quarterback and then you could say no i'd rather okay. eat <laughs> you know a bowl of cockroaches or something like that so okay. i will do what do you want to do what you gonna do uh let me take the truth okay so i'll do the dare all right bet okay so i dare you okay i double dare you to say that there is a better center than akeem olajuwon ever
1: Wilt Chamberlain. Okay, so mm. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen,
0: thank you for <laughs> editing the podcast. Explain that to me. I mean, that's a, That's a, a lot of people do think that Walt Chamberlain is the greatest. No, it's not of all that, time. but you know, you know, I was so quiet during her bio. Normally, during people's bios, I interrupt. Mm. I have things to say, but she's Houston through and through. So I was like, you know, I ain't gonna interrupt you. Go ahead and shine. And then you're gonna do
1: that. <laughs> explain. Explain. What? What? Here's what's... the thing. If you if you want me to pick up. The center, like, I mean, there's no other center. That's like saying who's the best point guard other than Kyrie Irving. Like, it's Magic Johnson. Like, I mean, if it wasn't Magic, would there be a Kyrie? So, I kind of feel like if there wasn't a Wilt, would there be a Hakeem? In Mm. a sense. I always pay homage to the people that came before. Mm. So, when people say Jordan is the GOAT, yes, he's the GOAT of that particular era. But there was somebody greater than him beforehand. We may not have been able to see that person, but doesn't mean that they weren't great. So if I had to pick someone over Hakeem, it's not gonna be Shaq. <laughs> it's gonna be somebody that is like known as like one of the best to ever do it and that's Wilt.
0: Mm. I mean I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. I still think it's Akeem, but go yeah. ahead. <laughs>
1: <It's okay. laughs> Hakeem is just different. <laughs> like he's just different.
0: I'll give you the truth. Uh, this one's kinda unfair, but I'm interested to hear your opinion. Is it true? Okay. That DeAndre Hopkins is the greatest wide receiver to ever put on a Texans uniform?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, that's a real one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to say no. Ooh, and it's a very close no because Andre was just something special. Andre Johnson was just something special, and. And plus, Andre beat up Cortland fin- Finnegan. Oh, yeah. That put him over the top right <laughs> so, there. So he will always and forever be the best wide receiver in Houston, Texas history. But DeAndre, if, if they're, he's like like Andre's first and DeAndre's 1.5. Mm. <laughs> he's not even second. He's 1.5. Okay. No,
0: I can definitely agree with that. I that missed him, one.
1: though.
0: Mm. Oh, we all miss him. Especially after Thursday night. <sighs> oh. <Ugh.
1: laughs> we definitely, we definitely right. miss him. <laughs> you know. Mm. It all started with the Dynamo, but it, it's okay. We're not even going to talk about it. All Let, right, I knew we were all going to lose once the Dynamo tied their, their soccer game. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, here we go. It's going to be one look, of those days. Was, <laughs> that, that was, that was <laughs> a no
0: effect. That was what, might be one of the worst days in Houston sports history. Right? Everybody
1: lost. Everybody lost. And we all got losing <laughs> records. That's ridiculous.
0: It's sad. <laughs> it, it really is sad. All right. So that was Shooter there with Nisha. Very good. You handled yourself you. pretty well there.
1: Thank you. Thank you. That thank was James. really,
0: really good. Because, you know, he has, he has some tough questions sometimes. Oh, so, yeah? Yeah. I
1: mean, you can bring it on. We do around round two. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get into the show, Nisha. Come on, woman. I'm man. not scared. I'm not scared.
0: <laughs> all right. So we did talk a little bit about Thursday Night Football. That happened this past Thursday. We had our Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. We're not going to talk too much about the actual game because we already know what happened. Texans lost, and it wasn't, it wasn't pretty at all. I'm very disappointed about that. But before the game started, the players had a moment of silence. So they all went to the middle of the field. They intertwined, locked elbows and everything and had a moment of silence for racial injustice. During that period of time, it seemed like some of the fans were booing. I don't know if that was just me, but it seemed like some of the fans were actually booing. So what are you guys' thoughts on, on what happened and what went down on Thursday night? <sighs> we talked about this a little bit on a radio show. The way I see it is, is, How do you protest? There's no way to do it. You can't stand in protest because that's a problem. You can't kneel in protest because that's a problem. You can't put your fist up in the air because that's a problem. You can't stay in the locker room because that's a problem. And then you can't wait until after the national anthem is played because guess what? That's That's a a problem. problem. So in my opinion, I I have no opinion on this anymore. I'm just done. If you want to boo, boo at this point there's nothing we can do to protest people are angry and upset The you know thing that makes me the most angry if you walked up to somebody and said hey why are you booing they'd be like well it's disrespectful but it didn't happen during the, the national anthem they just stumble and make up an answer that's either incoherent or straight up stupid so for me <laughs> i'm done with this <laughs> i'm done i'm not doing it no more when i heard the boos i'm like okay All of you are confused because I don't understand this. The one thing I will say about the moment of silence or moment of unity or whatever the NFL is doing is the NFL continues to lag behind to the NBA. Because when you watch the NBA, it's very obvious when there's a moment of unity, of silence, it's Black Lives Matter, it's racial injustice, we're not taking this anymore, vote, do whatever you got to do, let's make some change. But with the NFL, Deshaun Watson was looking for Mahomes Mahomes was looking for Watson. They locked arms. It looked awkward. And then when the boos happened, it was almost fitting for the moment because they just didn't seem to be organized. Right, right, Very right. true.
1: Very true. I wasn't surprised, one, because of where they're at. I really don't understand why they were booing. However, um, I have a friend, and I was reading, he was talking about the same thing. And uh, one of his friends commented and said that this is what one of my friends said, and they were at the game. And yeah. basically what they were saying is that they were booing the the Texans because that's just what they do and they went from and I was like this doesn't make any sense because I actually watched the game I saw them come out they went directly to the sideline he was saying no they went directly to center to the to the center field and that's why they were booing I was like that doesn't make any sense to me like it just seems like they were booing just because and they're saying well in the stadium you didn't know that it was a, a moment of unity well, the announcer so just said though. <laughs> so I don't understand how you not hear a because mo- those stadiums are huge. You're, there's not that many people in there, so it's not like you're not going to hear what he says. I just don't understand why. I would like an explanation. Actually, I would like for someone to find a Kansas City Chiefs fan and ask them why did Jabu.
0: I think. I don't think you want to do that.
1: I do. I want I always want to know why. Well, my point is
0: you're gonna ask the question, but you're not going to get a coherent answer. For me, I don't if you can't explain why you do something, we've had this discussion, this podcast, a whole bunch. Is even when when you when the rest of your team is kneeling and you're standing and mm-hmm. they say, Well, why are you doing it? Well, because uh I don't know. Maybe Jesus would Jesus was to like, you got to have a coherent answer for me. You got to tell me something that makes sense. Right. So I really don't want to know what their answer is. They're going to boo regardless. That's just me. I think they're going to boo regardless, no matter what the players do. As long as they're doing something that stops the flow of football, somebody is going to boo. And you know what?
1: Right. You're go not going to have that bubble. You're, if
0: you're entitled to boo, if you want to boo, go ahead, man. When I saw it, you know, at first I was so entrenched that football season was starting that I really didn't even know they were booing, honestly and truly. I was just like ready for them to play football, waiting for my tickets to play. So after the fact, when the story got out that people were actually booing, I went back to try and watch it. I am like, oh, wow, they were really actually booing. And I don't know what to call it. I call, I call it a moment of silence for racial injustice. I don't know if it was a moment of silence, moment for unity, like you said. But I don't know what it was exactly. See, that's, that's my point. Yeah.
1: As a fan, we're like what are they doing? they that's what, right. that's They, were boys, they did like, say that it was a moment of unity, mm-hmm. but they did look unorganized. Yeah. I'm like, didn't y'all talk about this beforehand? Exactly. <laughs> why why are you looking for Deshaun? Deshaun, why are you throwing <laughs> the football on the side? Weren't y'all supposed to meet in the middle in to mm-hmm. begin with once y'all ran out? I'm confused.
0: Yeah. Like <laughs> when they actually started playing football, Deshaun Watson found Patrick Mahomes a lot easier when he ran out of bounds and sat next to him that's than he did funny. during the
2: moment. Yeah. Of year. That's so true. I, I, that's He's so like, oh,
0: there you are. I want <laughs> to ask you a question, so- though. <sighs> How do you feel about the Texans staying in the locker room? For me, I just, I don't get it. Because I understood when Kaepernick was kneeling what that meant. But now it's just too, it's almost pop, pop culture now. You know what I'm saying? Are you kneeling? You standing? What are you doing? It's almost like if we went to work. And most people are working remotely. But let's say you go into work and they say, hey, we're going to play the national anthem now. Everybody will be talking, are you going to stand? Are you going to kneel? And nobody's actually talking about the racial injustice that's the reason Kaepernick knelt. With the Texans being in the locker room and them running out, what's the message? Maybe there was no message. Maybe they're just like you. Maybe they're just tired of it. Like, you know what? I'm not going to stand. I'm not going to kneel. I'm just going to stay back here. And because I'm just, because I heard that some teams are just not going to come out throughout the whole season for a national anthem because they're just, they think that the messages are now mute. When they go out there, the story is more so about this: is "What you just said." Are you going to stand? Are you going to kneel? Yeah. Yeah. There's no meaning behind it anymore. No one mm-hmm. even knows what it means anymore. Mm-hmm. If they're trying to change it up, they still don't know what it means anymore. Yeah. So I think they just did it because you know maybe they're just tired of the whole thing, and this whole as a team decided to stay in the locker room.
1: I don't really see the point anyway. Because like, weren't you in the locker room in twenty like two thousand nine? But like two thousand six, two thousand seven, you were still in the locker room. So. Stay in a locker room. Like, you didn't have a problem with them being in a locker room beforehand. Now you're used to it, and now they're going back. So, you know, we don't like change. Everyone's going to make a big deal about it. But I just thought – I actually thought the reason why they stayed in a locker room is mainly because they're probably going to have – half your team is going to kneel or sit down while the other half is going to stand. And – from how Bill O'Brien is based off of what I've seen in hard knocks and things like that, he wants less drama as possible and, and media drama as possible. So if you know that about your team, the only real solution is for y'all to stay in the locker room. Yeah. Not to draw attention to yourselves in a sense.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I, th- I thought it was probably 100% Bill O'Brien motivated and... Ugh. And when I saw Bill O'Brien running out into the field, this is just me. It's kind of going off, but when I saw him <laughs> running to the field, the way he runs,
1: I knew. Like every time I see him, it's just it's heartbreak for me. <laughs> it hurts my heart, bro. I still oh, have bro. a. I still don't understand that either. I still don't understand how you lose twenty four. You had a twenty four point lead, you lose, and you're still the GM and the head coach. Both. I have to. I really want to know what he has on Bob McNair and uh, in the McNair family. Like he has to have something, something mm. that's keeping him in this, in this position. Cause there's no way, there's no way any other person, I don't get it. I don't understand.
0: You know, these things work. We're not going <coughs> to, we're not going to know until like five or 10 years down the line that yeah, he actually has an be- honor or anything like that. So. And we'll
1: still have no championship. That's, like- true.
0: <laughs> that's true. Also, I can't, I can't see it right now. I just can't. All right. So. Let's talk some headlines real quick before we, we move on. I forgot to talk about this before we talked about the moment of unity or silence, whatever you want to call it. So Daniel House, Houston Rocket, oh, boy. kicked out the bubble. Uh. Can you imagine? Because he invited someone to his hotel room. Now, I, I think it was like, allegedly, but he's been kicked out. So it's not allegedly anymore. Well, it's it, not it, allegedly it, that it got kicked out, but we have no idea what happened. Well, He invited a female into his hotel room that was, I guess, like um, one of the people that does the test, the COVID test, right? Mm -hmm. And so because of that, it was unauthorized for him to do that. He was kicked out. They were investigating it. You know what I don't get, though? What's that? If she truly was a... So first of all, there's a couple of layers to this. One, we don't know what happened. And the NBA is not saying. So that's number one. But number two, if she was already in the bubble, what's the problem? Seriously, they're all in the bubble anyway. What's the big deal? Yeah, you think about that. You think about. It. I mean, but the rules are rules, right? I guess. But she's already in the bubble. People's families are in there. But uh, apparently, he's married. Oh, that's right. that's a whole. That's a whole. Yeah, let's, let's say your dad, your house right now. You tell your wife all that.
1: She's <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care about <laughs> the. I don't even think he's gonna get a chance to say that. I don't really don't. Oh, you think he just got kicked out the bubble? and he, he didn't even go home. He ain't go home. <laughs> if I was him. <laughs> <laughs> he went from a don't, hotel to, a, to no, another hotel. Don't go home. Don't go home. His wife is um, not playing any games. She, she scrubbed him from their life. She right. took all them pictures off. I was like, you, don't go home.
0: Wow. Don't, well, don't I, go I home. can't blame him. Y'all want to know something, though? Uh, this is my theory. I'm not going to say any player's oh name. Oh, my God. My theory is that he was a scapegoat in this. Oh. There was more than one Rocket involved. Because it doesn't make any sense. They're the only team in that hotel. Like, I don't really like gossiping, but this is just real. They said, at first they mentioned Tyson Chandler, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. his name has disappeared. Yeah, You haven't heard Tyson Chandler's name. Something's off about what happened. I don't and know if he
1: was, is. the person that took the fall should have been him, if there was Exactly. <laughs> you ain't even playing, man.
0: Uh, that's why I kind of think it, he might have been the the, the lone <laughs> corporate.
1: <laughs> but still, he shouldn't have been putting that, don't situation. put yourself in that situation. Oh, I love
0: that. Don't put yourself in that situation, bro. All right. So the other headline, we talk about Conor McGregor. This guy seems to always find himself in some some kind of trouble. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but he was detained for attempted sexual assault. He denies the allegations. He was in Corsicana somewhere, and when this all went down, he's in trouble now. I guess that guy's always that. in trouble, man. Yeah, always. There's in nothing trouble. new. We also have Delvin Cook, Cooper Cup, Alvin Kamara. They all signed extensions for a deal. They're getting paid big time money to stay with their teams. I think Delvin Cook is probably the most needed one out of out of those three. Yeah, I. I... The Rams seem to pay everybody, bro. That's true. And I don't understand that. Too. I don't know what they're doing. But really quickly on Alvin Kamara, I'm kind of surprised he got that amount of money. Because I, I I wouldn't have paid him that. Yeah, but well, we were talking about him before when they were yeah. kind of going back and forth. We didn't know that they were going to resign him or not. Yeah, they resigned him. I'm surprised he got that money. Okay. Good for him though. I'm Good always for happy for somebody to get their bread, but I just didn't. I wouldn't have done it. All right. All right so that was headlines. Let's talk about the National Basketball Association. The Boston Celtics advance. They play a great series against the Toronto Raptors. We talked about this on the podcast before, Chris. We thought it was going to be an excellent series, and it turned out to be. When it was 2-0, though, we, we
1: didn't know yeah, what was going
0: We were worried a little bit. We were like, I mean, oh, man, our listeners were like, y'all are dumbasses. Y'all said it was going to be a good series, <laughs> and it wasn't. And that was we were taping the day that O.J. I mean, not O.J. No, OG. no, O.G. Yeah. O.G. I can't remember the his you hit, killed this man's name. Yeah. You butchered it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> OG. But he hit one of the greatest playoff shots in the history of NBA mm. in the bubble. So, and it, and it turned the tide in that series and made it a very, very good one. So now they advance. They're going to play the Miami Heat, which is also a pretty, a pretty good series. You thought it would have been a more competitive if it was Toronto Raptors, right? Yeah. I think it's going to be very competitive. I think the, the Boston's big three is going to be a handful for Miami. I had Boston win that series. I do. I do too. I do Y'all both too. have Boston. I, I have do. Boston. I, I do. do. I just
1: don't think that Miami has enough weapons. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't see it. Especially, you know, if you get Hayward back, and yeah, that's going to be a question: is he going to be in rhythm or not? But just his presence alone is going to open up some stuff from people. And then you got Marcus Smart getting other people's skin, so that's going to be interesting to see how him and Butler Ooh, are going to go at that. it. <laughs>
0: so. That's going to be good. Um, for me, it's a toss-up series. It really is. Uh, I slightly do favor the Celtics like both of you, uh, because just has more talent straight up. So normally the talent wins. Um, Jimmy Butler is a better Marcus Smart in every way. He just is. And Marcus Smart is the key to the Celtics' engine. I won't say Kyrie. Kemba Walker. (laughs) Kemba Walker. (laughs) That's worse to be Bertrand OG's name, man. (laughs) No, no, you can't. You can't. (laughs) Don't do that again. Don't say that man's name again. No, but, uh, Kemba's got to play better. Like, straight up. If he, if he plays the way he played against the Raptors, the Miami Heat will beat them in five. Because they're going to need him. But I actually think he will step up. I have the Celtics in seven. But the only reason why I'm not picking the Heat is, I've been on the Heat all year, but I haven't picked them in the playoffs other than the Pacers because that was too easy. So... I think the Heat are going to win, but I like the Heat, and I hope they get to the final, so I'll save the Celtics in seven. What are you doing? Hey, you man, can't do this. Yes, I can. Are you kidding? Yes, it? I can. As much as you tell me to say it on my chest in this podcast, I need you to make a decisive decision. Heat in six. Okay, there you go. Heat say it with six. your chest. Say it with your chest. I like that. Wow. I got the Celtics in seven. Yeah, I did too. I just think that, like we alluded to, too much talent. Jason, Jason Tatum is really showing himself to emerge as a superstar in these playoffs, especially in that game seven. He played really, really well. There were some flashes of Kobe there with that post-up fadeaway. I was like, oh, look at this. I mean, Jason is looking really good. So yeah. I, I think he's going to be actually one of the keys to them advancing to the finals. I think the key to them um, beating Toronto also was that, you know, Pascal Siakam didn't really play well. He played not he at, at 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 all. the Understand, entire
1: series. Man. Thank you. He was yeah, boom, but he, he
0: was supposed to be him and Jason Tatum were on that same kind of you trajectory. Know, right, right. Yeah. And that was a series for him to really – you Know pick up and, and get to that next level, and he just just didn't do it. I will say this though as an NBA fan, I'd rather have the Celtics win the series because I don't think the Heat have a chance with any of the four teams left in the Western Conference. I don't think they have a, a there's chance. Only, there's only two teams left in the Western Conference. Well, true. I, I said it here first. Uh, it, it's gonna be LA uh, okay, listen finals. Me. Let me say something. No, Wait, no, I'm gonna say something. No, I'm um, let me okay. Let me say something. Those Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. No, they're not going to. No, no, I didn't. I they, didn't say they're going to win. this they, way. Let me do, let me say but, this up. They didn't do nothing but piss the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a problem with the Clippers though.
1: They can't close out games. Hey, can you say that one more time? They can't close out games. There you go. Well, they that, can't do it. But that's a theme with Doc Rivers' teams. Mm,
0: they can't is, close out is. games. But I think that I think that's the problem. Okay, so we're we're we're, we're finished talking about. Uh, <laughs> 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 we're done talking about the Easter then Basically, let's just go ahead and talk about the Clippers and the Nuggets. I do think that. The fact that the Clippers lost a 16-point lead to the Nuggets is just going to help them out in the long run because they've been doing this throughout the whole playoffs; They've just been coasting. With the, with the Dallas N- N- uh, Nuggets, they were coasting a little bit. They weren't playing to their full potential. You mean the Mavericks?
1: What, what, did, I, what did I say? You said the Nuggets. Dallas Nuggets. Dallas Nuggets.
0: Let me, let me take a five-minute break. Y'all just go ahead, and, <laughs> y'all go ahead and take over the podcast. Let me take a two-minute break. <laughs> well, I'll say this for the, for the Clippers, and my biggest issue with them is – It's that they don't close. And it's not something you learn how to do on the fly. Either you know how to do it or you don't. And I'm very nervous for them. I'm not saying the Nuggets are going to win this series. But you don't want to give a team like the Nuggets an opportunity to push you. Because they can have a game where they hit 25 three-pointers. They can do it. I think they went 7 for 9 or something close to that in the fourth quarter in game five. So you want to close them out. And they didn't. And a guy like Michael Porter Jr., he's only getting better by it. Not by the game. He's getting better by the minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't want a guy like that in a game seven who he doesn't have anything to play for. He's just hooping. And they've been in a tough series already. If the Clippers don't close them out in six, they're, in, they're, they're asking for a little trouble. I'm just telling you, the Clippers need to win this series in six. That's all I'll say.
1: Or Doc Rivers may not be their coach. No, just joking.
0: He might not be.
1: <laughs> you never know. But that's, yeah. I'm not surprised that leads are dropped in a sense because of just how they play now. You know, it's more about scoring than, than defense. You're going to have your runs. And I w- I'm not really surprised. Like I said, Clippers, they haven't really been closing out. Like, they should have beat, beat Dallas in five. Yep. Honestly. Like, I knew Dallas was going to win one game just because of just how they play. But that series should have never took that long. And it's just closing out. Closing out. That's the same thing with Rockets. But never mind.
0: Okay. <laughs> so it's been two minutes. I'm back. I, I kind of took a, a woosah. <laughs> To get back. You good? I think, I hope I'm good. Okay. So anyway. You want to say OG and (laughs) a newbie?
1: OG and a newbie.
0: Did you say it right? OG and a newbie. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Yo, both what you. OG, I'm a newbie. Not close. What, what you got? What I, I said I'm not going to say it. I'm not even going to butcher his name. Come yet. on, man. I'm not gonna they want to hear it. They want to hear it. I just got Giannis Antetokounmpo's name down right. So I'm not going to go you see how you did left. that? I like how you, even even when you're trying to degrade yourself, you're like, but I just got Giannis Antetokounmpo right. See, that's what you're trying to do. Backhand just, I'm compliment. You're king of backhand compliment. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> Chris, you're a fool, man. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the Clippers, we just talked about this. They should have beat the Dallas Mavericks in five games. And I just think that this is just another way for them to become better as a team. Because I don't think they've really been playing as a cohesive unit yet. It's just kind of just different players out there doing their thing. I think that the 16-point lead that they lost to Denver Nuggets is just going to make them better prepared for the Lakers. I'm very much looking forward to that series. I'm already riding the, the Rockets. Look, if you're, I'm sorry, if you're a Houston fan or you're a Rockets fan, You got to know that series is over. Just based on what you saw in game um, five and what your your best player wasn't there. He basically gave up on the team. That's what I saw. That's just me personally. I love the Rockets, 110%, but that series is over. It's going to be the Lakers. It's going to be Clippers, the Western Conference Finals. And I do fully expect the Clippers to take Game Six. That's not the Western Conference Finals. That's the NBA Finals. Let's get that right. Yeah, <laughs> that's the NBA Finals.
1: <laughs> yeah, because any whether it's Clippers, Lakers, or Rockets, depending. Or, or, or rockets. Rockets. <laughs> rockets. are going to come them on. You ain't going to give them a chance. You yeah. know, here is the thing. I would if they would close games out, mm. and if they would actually play more than seven people.
0: Oh my. <laughs> that's the thing that's the D'Antoni thing though
1: and exactly so and I and I personally don't even think that he's made a good um he hasn't really done anything about Rondo at all like who who, when Rondo's in who's in you have people that can't really guard him you haven't you haven't made any type of moves to to stop him from being the point guard in the sense so
0: wait wait you're telling me that Mike D'Antoni hasn't made adjustments?
1: He has not made adjustments. What? <laughs> Zero adjustments. <laughs> we
0: talked about this. Zero. I don't understand what you Rock— I'm talking to y'all, too, because y'all don't Because he now. hasn't, What? You, what my point is, what did you Rockets fans think was going to happen? I no, expected no, 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 him look, to look. at
1: least make one adjustment. <laughs> but look, this,
0: this is the thing about the Rockets. We've talked about this before, right? Yeah. Russell Westbrook, what you see is what you get, right? James Harden, what you see is what you get. We, we didn't expect anything different from these two. James Harden is writing the same narrative for himself that he's done in previous years where he might disappear a game or two. We expect that. But as far as the coaching is concerned, we brought Mike D'Antoni in when? A year or two ago? This is fourth year already. Fourth year already? No,
1: no, no. no. It's it's been longer.
0: He was was there when Chris Paul was there too, right? Yeah, so Mm -hmm. it's it's been about four or five seasons. Okay, four or five seasons. That's even worse then because – Look, we expected when he came in to be the difference for this Rockets team. I didn't. Right. No, that's, 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 I did not. So what, what was not. the difference then? I did that not James even wa- was be I
1: didn't the, want him to be our coach to begin with.
0: Well, I, I'm not saying that I didn't want him to be the coach either, but I thought that he was brought in to get us to help get us over that hump. Now, what what did we expect to get us over that hump then? That, that, that James Harden was just going to be you No, know, I thought it was going to be Chris Paul. I said it on this podcast. Oh Once, what, No, no, I'm not from Chris Paul. Chris Paul was the hump okay, he, he so so, so my my point is as a rocket fan during this series i we mean you talk about it. I never expected the Rockets to win. I just never no, did. I didn't either. I thought it was going to end in five and it's playing out the way I expected it to end. so if I had to have let's say I had a pie chart and I'm giving out blame percentages of the blame, I give about fifty to Dan Tony, the rest is gonna go go but with that's the most i mean as, as percentage well, it like this I only want giving fifty to him because he just needs to be fired i he he', he <laughs> exactly to but. Honestly and truly, though, as somebody who knows D'Antoni, we've talked about this. Honestly and truly, if taking D'Antoni out, what I mean is, in my opinion, he really should get about thirty percent because we knew he wasn't going to make any adjustments. The rest is on Westbrook and Harden. Harden just well, looks we like this, know what this. But is, my this thing is, them. but my thing is, as a coach, D'Antoni hasn't changed. But as a player, Harden has grown. But whatever, whatever it is, when it comes to the playoffs and it says, "Hey, you got to be the man," he just doesn't want to do it. He just he, – he can't. I'm at the I'm at the position now it's like, he cannot be that guy.
1: But in the last game, though, I can't really necessarily – not the last game that they got. It was a game – Maliwa. Game three. Game yeah. three or
0: four. It was game four.
1: Game four, where he, he was making the right plays. They just weren't making their shots. He got doubled. He passed the ball. Mm. He got doubled. He passed the ball. He took his shot when he was open, but they weren't making any shots. I was watching – I don't know what game it was. Maybe it was the last game – Austin awesome. Rivers got the ball. Sorry. Got the ball. He cut. The man didn't even look at the basket. I'm like, what are you doing? What, yeah. what are you doing? Shoot the ball. He, you, I'm looking for James. Why? He's double-teamed. Shoot the ball, young man. Like, what yeah. are you doing? But when you see
0: these games, right, it, maybe it doesn't mean, you, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the Rockets run the same play every time they go down the court. Which is watch James dribble, dribble, dribble. Watch James dribble the ball, get into the double-team, and then look for someone to pass the ball to. Mm-hmm. It's every single time down the court As a head coach Okay, get the ball to maybe Austin Rivers, come down, set up a play It's, it's a perfect marriage With Dan Tony and James Harden James Harden is going to change the way he plays And Mike D'Antoni is going to let them his guys Do whatever they want to do The way he talks about Russ being in the lineup That's our guy, he's going to be in the lineup If we lose with him, we lose with him That's not the mentality you should have as a head coach And that's why I'm, I'm putting a lot of onus on him this, if this is his fifth year in, and he still can't get some kind of change out of James Harden to play a little bit differently so that they can win a dang on playoff series. I guess, look, I'm not saying that they should be the Lakers. We already knew they weren't going to be the Lakers. But the last game they played against them was embarrassing. Very much. And they've had at least one or two of those but, every year. But, you're right. But the reason, and this, you, you will call this coaching. I'll call it players. If you sack up the Lakers rocker, roster versus the Rockets roster, and you take out the first two, so Westbrook, Harden, AD, LeBron. You could argue the Rockets have a better player at damn near every position. You could argue it, mm-hmm. other than playoff Rondo, because playoff Rondo is a little different beast. So for me, I kind of blame the players. A li- so if if that happens, mm-hmm. are you guaranteeing the Rockets will win that with that lineup against that Lakers? What do you mean if we fired D'Antoni? No, 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 no. I'm just saying if D'Antoni had. That squad without Harden or Westbrook. And then the oh, Panthers I see what you're saying. What that you're squad saying. without LeBron and AD. You cannot guarantee me that they're going that series. Even though they have a better player each. They, I, I, they, I sh- think, they think should have gone seven against OKC. Well, we know that. But that's that's my point. But who do we blame? Hey, the coach. I don't. You blame the coach in that situation. I, you it, know, like, you know,
1: they didn't close at it's, all who, in OKC. Okay, 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 so okay look, let me I, give you I, a good
0: I, point. Let me give you a point. Let me give you a point. The answer is they don't close. Coaches don't close games. It's players. No, Superstars okay. close. No, no, I understand that. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But there's, I think that the Rockets were a clear-cut, better team than OKC. That's just what I think. I don't think it shouldn't even come that close to where they have to close the games out. I think it should have been an easy four or five-game series. That's if you had—I don't think Mike Dantonio did a great job of coaching at all. I just, that's just me. And I think after this is done, we're going to see that. Small ball is going to be gone happily. And hopefully, they might try one more run. With James, with James, but he has to get rid of Russell Westbrook. I just think it's not working.
1: See, I don't. I, I've heard that multiple times with Russell, but I also I, I can't really necessarily blame him. No, I'm not blaming him. Well, just in a the sense they're like, oh well, they don't mesh well together, and I think it's mainly because of the offense that you run,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, and and I think that Russell actually be more effective because like there's what is it like he comes in. And James goes out like the last five, four or five minutes or something like that. In that four or five minute span, you should be running a completely different offense. But instead, you run the same exact offense that you run with James. And then you expect Russ to be James. Russ isn't James. Rush, <laughs> Russell Westbrook shot so broke that poor people have more money than him. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Wow. But but you should be running. You should be cutting. You should, the pace should be higher. Like, you should be running a different type of offense and well, that i blame is d'antoni but they, they the lakers have combat
0: that right so once you put lebron on russ russ has no shot and that's what they've done so whenever it's normally russ but look, but and there's, there's no adjustment no 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 there's, <laughs> there's an adjustment there's no picks no no there's he's no made it no no what they normally do in that situation is they put the ball in eric gordon's hands and the offense runs decently Russ westbrook has been horrible in this series i don't know what coach can fix that you just talk about his shot being broke. You know how Everything you fix it? Broke. There's a game that they lost, game two, because you didn't take him out the game. That's how you fix it. If he's playing as bad as he was, he was, he was the main reason that they lost mm-hmm. game two. Yeah, but they would have lost. They would have no, won they, game two. They, they they no, I'm, I'm just saying about that one they game. They would have won game two, and you, you then this would have happened anyway. But you at least gave them a chance. You don't know what happens if they go up, up 2-0 I with do. that team. I because I they went down in game four and said, you know, it's already over. If they if they won back to back games, that's how I felt from that performance they had at uh, Game Four or yeah. was it Game Five? Whatever. I didn't, in all honesty, to our listeners, I I really did not watch that game. But straight it, up, no, I watched it. Like I watched it afterwards. I didn't watch right. it. That's it right, right, happened. Right. I just I couldn't do it.
1: Was yeah. it Game Three that Russ had like the first? It was the first quarter. He had like ten turnovers. It, was that oh, the game? I don't. It wasn't. I don't think it was Game Two. It
0: could have been pick a game. Yeah. it has been that bad.
1: But it was just no. It was just one game. It, I'm like, what are you – no, he's like, it was like back to back to back, <laughs> to back to back to back. I'm like, Russell, just pick the ball up and pass it. Like, what you doing? What and it annoying. and it blew Look. our entire rhythm. This is not new from Russell yeah. Westbrook, though. Even when he was at OKC
0: and he had Paul George, let's be honest, man, he lost some games for them in the playoffs. If he just simply just passed the ball to Paul George and let Paul George do his thing. It's not even that he will pass it. It's just there was a game his, in particular. His pace is too frenetic. He's just he. He's I'm not worried about that. I think he's okay with that. Like that's the way he plays. No, I don't. No, I don't want to. That causes the issues. His pace is too no, But he doesn't you, play with You can be. You can, he needs some type of calm to his game. I'm not saying slow down, but it, you need to understand what you're doing. You can't go one on four and turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's my whole thing. It's his decision it don't make. No, make sense. no, it's his decision making that I have a problem with. You shouldn't be taking on one on four in the first place. He can still play. As frantically up and down the court as he wants to. Cause that's his style. That's right. how he plays with the reckless abandon. But sometimes his decision making is like, what are you doing?
2: Exactly. I mean,
0: just, I know what you're saying though. As far as I don't think it's too late right now for Tell him to, to dial it back, he's gonna do what he does. But, um, you know, I, I'm really, I'm
1: really disappointed in this Rockets team. Can I ask a question real quick? Yes. Cause you, uh, can. you brought up Chris Paul hmm. and, and James, the one year. Do you really think <laughs> that um, Chris was to blame? For what happened the year before?
0: Oh, uh I think he is. No, I don't. I don't I don't anymore. I, I, I watched I didn't I didn't watch it, but I, I was clicking through some social media thing. Reacting me him the question or him the question? Both of yeah. y'all. Okay. So I wanna make sure I don't want to steer your question. Well, no, go through. ahead, go ahead. So you remember you remember, you remember when, when Chris Paul was trying to dab up mm-hmm. um James Harden and James Harden kinda of just hit his hand away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he started doing this thing, this well. thing. I don't know. I just I feel like, you know, Chris Paul is an apple dog, right? He goes in, he commands the respect of everybody on the court. And that's just the way it's been for me since he's been in the league. James Harden is kind of a laid back guy. I think that maybe Chris Paul was trying to maybe push him a little bit to do something, and he just wasn't having it. That's the the way I look at it. The problem is, is that if you're going to have a guy push you, you have to see him on the same level as you. And for James Harden, you can tell after they lost to the Warriors, the two years ago, not the one that happened last season, Chris Paul, his guy wasn't there for him. Mm-hmm. So he took all of the blame. So if you're James, and then remember the following year, Chris Paul missed a lot of the season. So if you're James, you're like, dude, the fact that we're even in this position is because of me. And the reason why I blame Chris Paul is he didn't understand how to turn it off and on because that was Chris Paul's best chance winning championship. So it's on both of them. But the reason why I put it on Chris Paul is he's already ran out two franchises in the past. Let's not get it twisted. That Clippers team that he was on underachieved largely because of him. It, these are just facts because of the way he treated his other superstars, and he had a chance here and he blew it with James. So I blame him more than I blame James because we know who James is. He's like you said, lax. Mm. But mm. he hasn't done it without him either, though, and he won't. <laughs> <laughs> I, di- I didn't. I didn't say he would.
1: I just. I, I kind of. I miss. I miss Paul. I keep going back to. I think it was the second year. The Warriors played Cleveland. Yeah, and uh, St- Steph Curry did a behind-the-back pass. I think it was to Clay. Mm-hmm. And all I keep remembering is the the commentators going, "You never," or someone someone saying, "You never would have seen that with Chris Paul. Mm. Like it never would have happened." And so when I see Russell Westbrook constantly turning the ball over, it's like a part of me really wish that Chris was still here. Somebody should have took a pay cut, and they all could have just been there because. We need somebody to really be the floor general. And and you can't expect James Harden to do that. That's not his game.
0: Yeah. yeah. I I agree with you. It's, it's not his game in the fourth quarter. No, it's, it's not. It's just not. And, you know, we talk about the fourth quarter. During that run, much as you want to talk about James Harden game them there, the runs they had in the playoffs to that point, Chris Paul was a closer. He's the one that would closing out the games in the playoffs. Yes. So even if during the long haul or the long term, James Harden didn't see Chris Paul being there, in the most important series of his playoff career against the Warriors, if he didn't see how important Chris Paul was to him in that moment, then I don't—you can't tell him anything. No, 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 he did. He saw how important Chris Paul was, and he saw him get hurt. And then the following season, he gets hurt again. So if you're James Harden, you're thinking to yourself,
1: even "But d- d- if we does get... that mean
0: you don't listen to what he has to say, though?" Exactly. I mean, but this is—y'all know how it is. If you're doing whatever you're doing. And you're doing it with a partner, and that partner's not part of the grind. And you get to a certain level without them. When they come back, it's kind of hard to listen to them because you've been part of the grind. Not everybody. I think people who are level-headed, like me and you, Chris, I think we'll be like, well, this guy knows what he's talking about. Even though he might not be on a level at, on me, playing-wise, mm-hmm. there are a lot of players throughout the course of their career that weren't even on the court. You look at Shane Battier or Juwan <laughs> Howard. They weren't playing. But when they told that superstar, this is how you should do things from evaluating on the sidelines, yeah. they would listen. I don't care if, if Chris Paul was playing or not. Chris Paul was a main cog in that team for them to get to a championship. We all agree that if he had stayed healthy, we might have been talking about the Rockets as a championship team right now. I agree. Because they were playing well. I just think I think that's on James Harden. For me personally, okay. I understand what you're saying. So I, I'll follow up with this. And this could be like a rapid fire. I just want to not No, seriously, because I wanted it that way. I just want both of you. So the question is to both of you. One person has to leave. Well, yeah, one person has to leave in this triangle. Mike D'Antoni, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, or Daryl Morey. One person's got to go. It has to be uh, Mike D'Antoni. Okay. That's easy for me.
1: Yeah, I would say D'Antoni. Unless, I mean, but then again, if Daryl leaves, D'Antoni's going to leave no matter what. Mm. That's get, true, too. Get, yeah.
0: Get, get Double your money on that one.
1: Yeah. I, I would say... I, Daryl from from a very for like a couple of years now, he makes these really weird trades. We have a crappy year and he winds up saving his job by making the right trade. He did that with the Chris Paul situation. Cause like he really shouldn't have been the GM. But he made this just trade to save his career. He did the same thing kind of with Russell Westbrook in the Chris Paul situation. But I think with a new owner, I just don't I don't see that working out with him. And then on top of that, you just lost the NBA a lot of money. I just kind of think that Daryl's thin on thin ice, yeah. and I can see him. I can see Tim getting rid of him and going a different way because his style, very similar to Dantoni, his style of being a GM is not going to change. He's going to stay analytical. He's going to mm. go by this. And, it's, and I've said this years ago analytics is great, but at the end of the day, when you're on the, on the court, you have to have chemistry. And right now, the players that you're putting in, it may work with their little algorithm, but it's not working right now on the court. Yeah. Right. And it's not going to win us a championship that way. So, I, I would say Daryl. Wow.
0: I like Daryl Morey. Me, personally. Oh, I, I think, love Daryl Morey. I think that he's but put, i But I'm, I'm with you on the two-for-one. If it gets rid of D'Antoni, I'm, well, I'm for the two-for-one. Well, it might be even yeah. more than two-for-one. If you get rid of Daryl Morey, mm-hmm. then Mike D'Antoni has to go. You might be getting rid of... James. Or both. Yeah. James and Harden. Starry you might be real building all over. I, I still think with the right person, James Harden can win a championship but it has to be the right person. Now, as far as Daryl Morey is concerned, I just like the moves that he's made. I think that if he had an average GM there, the Rockets wouldn't be anywhere close to his position. Because you got to remember where he got them out of. Even though they're still, co- still sort of in a purgatory to some kind of degree, mm-hmm. it was a worse purgatory before he got there. Yeah. The way he was able to get James Harden was amazing. You me. know, that was amazing, but-, but... And then we, let's be honest now. When we got James Harden, did any of us think that he was going to be consistently an MVP finalist year after year? No. No. No one thought that he was going to be the superstar that he is today. Now that he's grown to that superstar, that's basically why Daryl Morey has a job right now because of that movie made.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean. But, but people did also say when that trade happened, he still ain't going to give us a championship. <laughs> that's true, too. No, no,
0: that's true, too. That's true, too. But as far as individually what James Harden has done, you can argue that he just hasn't had the right pieces around him look at what happened with chris paul chris paul got hurt if chris paul would have stayed healthy then maybe we we're speaking a different story dwight howard he just wasn't the guy to and he fit. got hurt he got Against hurt as, the, uh, warriors he got hurt as well so i mean and don't get me wrong james harden has definitely disappeared in playoff games mm-hmm. time and time again but what more did you want daryl Morey to do that's the way i look at it get lebron james i'm pretty sure he tried <laughs> Get Kevin LeBron Durant. is not coming here. <laughs> He's not. And that's my point too as well. You look at these NBA teams. there are only a few teams that are really going to attract those big time superstars. The LA Lakers got LeBron James because they're the LA Lakers. That's it.
1: Honestly, I think the LA Lakers got him because his family was like, yo, we going to LA.
0: Oh, that's what it was. I honestly think that but it was. where else do we want to go? Their family's gonna be like, yo, let's go to Houston.
1: <laughs> you know but what I'm saying? No, I, think, I think it was more like a career move for mm-hmm. his son, for Bronny. Right, I think right, right. Bronny was like, look, I want to go to school here and we going to LA. And LeBron's like, I'm tired of being away from my family. So we're going to LA. That's what mm-hmm. I think. And
0: happened. it was just done.
1: It was just done. Cause he if you if you go back to like when he was trying to make that decision, he kept saying, you know, my family, right, they did. have lives too. And I knew I was like, oh, he's going to LA. His baby trying to be one of them stars. He going yeah. to LA. Yeah ain't coming here. LeBron's here. LeBron is probably looking for a house to purchase. He ain't staying here, though. Like, bye. All
0: right. So we talked a a lot more about the Rockets than I would have liked. But, you know, we're all here in Houston. We're all Houston Rockets fans. We all just kind of just vented there for a moment about the Rockets. So we fantasize about one of those people getting fired.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so mean.
0: Oh, can you just imagine the Rockets? We're not bad people. We're not. We're just... Rockets fans, there you go. <laughs> All right, so let's transition here. NFL has just started. We talked about that a little bit earlier on. We do have a couple of games on slate this Sunday that I want to kind of dive into. The Bucks and the Saints. We talked a lot about this on the radio show. Who you got in that game? I'll do everything on this with quick picks. I'll just tell you my pick and give you a little answer. No problem. Um, I'll go Saints win because they're the better team. Good.
1: I say Saints. Saints too. Yeah. I'm, I'm just. I'm actually just here for the show. That's going to be a great game. Mm-hmm. But I'm. A, I'm. A, are they? Wait. They're playing in New Orleans. They're playing in New Orleans. What yeah, you I'm gotta, gonna go with Saints. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's not gonna be a lot of fans there, if any. I don't know if they decide there's gonna be any fans there nope. or not. Only two teams in the NFL have fans. Was not it KC and what's it, what? I want to say Jacksonville. Still. Well, Jacksonville needs all help they can get. So I, I can. I could be that. wrong, but I think it's Jacksonville. I don't know. But it's would there be no fans there? You know, it's pretty much a level playing field. Yeah. So I do have to take Tom Brady. And the the Buccaneers on this one, just because what I said in the last podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So another game I want to talk about. We're not going to talk about all of them. There's ones I think that are really, really going to be good games. The Cowboys and the Rams. They're playing in LA. Who you got, Chris? Uh, I'll go with the Rams in this one. They had a disappointing season. I think they'll bounce back really nice. Mm.
1: I'm never picking the Cowboys, Rams. Oh
0: yes, yes. (laughs) Never
1: picking the Cowboys. Yes.
0: Obviously, the Rams.
1: Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys on this one.
0: You know, I just think that they have something to prove, right? And we'll talk more about that with Dak Prescott later on. But I think they have more to prove in this game. And they're, they're going to they're make a difference. Um, Packers, Vikings. I like the Vikings in this game. Somebody on this podcast thinks that Aaron Rodgers is just God's gift to earth. I don't Why get Why do you always over-exaggerate things you bad? Have a, you have an issue with Aaron Rodgers. But oh I'm all for God. the Vikings. And they're going to have a... A good season, and I think they're the better team. It's way. not as bad as you're in camp, though. I'm on, but it's realistic, though, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sorry, Disha. We we were on a little little thing. What'd
1: you say? Go uh, ahead. I'm always gonna go with Aaron. I got Packers.
0: Oh yeah. That's oh, so, so you also you're yeah, you also Rodgers. You didn't hear the
1: bio? I like pa- I like Aaron uh, Rodgers. I like his man. style. He he's that now. dude that just does not care. He he'll, he'll break your heart. Mm-hmm. Hail Mary, you yeah, all, right. all over the that place. That was like five seasons ago,
0: though. I got to awesome. go with the, 2014 highlights. I'm going to go <laughs> with the Packers, too, on this one. I think um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to pull this one out against the, the Vikings. All right. We're going to talk about the Ravens and the Browns. Ooh, that's a good one. Upset pick of the week. You got the Browns? No, no, I'm lying. I got the uh, <laughs> Baltimore Ravens are going to win this game, but it's going to be a really close game. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the line is on the game, but it's going to be a very close game. I'm talking three-point game, but the Ravens will pull it out. Right.
1: You know what? I'm... I'm I'm pretty sure the Ravens are one, but I'll just say the Browns, just for fun. Mm, that's a good
0: that's a good one. That's an upset, right. upset pick. That's an upset pick. I'm going to go with the Ravens as well, but the Browns are part of those teams that I look at. They were with the Houston Texans. I just want to see what they have to offer mm. on the first game of the season. The, the yeah. Texans were a huge, huge disappointment. Are the Browns really going to live up to the talent that they have on that team? It's going to be very interesting. I think, I think they, they will. will. too, but we'll see. We never know. Yeah. They might go in there and have a dud. Like the Texans did. <laughs> All right. So the question I want to ask you guys, those are the games we went over. Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl are the field? Oh, okay. Who so Kansas City or the field? Yes. Um, definitely taking Kansas City. They go back to back. I mean, I, don't, wow. I honestly don't think it's going to be close. Um, Kansas City is going to win the chip. And it, it, it's more of a legacy thing for me. Mm-hmm. I said this on the podcast a couple of times. Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes Patrick is the most talented Athlete I have ever seen. Really? I just I bro. When I watch him play, it's amazing. He's I don't even know what to compare him to. There's no one to compare. There's to no him. comparison. There's no one ever compared because he's just Patrick Mahomes. It's ridiculous. People are going to be comparing other players to him yeah. <laughs> down the line. Yeah. no I just have you say. When even when he makes an incompletion, he had a couple bad throws against the Texans. One of them should have been picked off, honestly. But when he makes a bad throw, it's. Confusing. It's like what happened. that's you, funny You, you that's really funny. dissect the route. What happened? And because yeah. he just almost every throw looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I know everyone's gonna be like, she just picked the Browns. What did she mean? I'm gonna say like Lamar Jackson has a little chip on his shoulder Ooh. and he got something to prove. And I'm gonna say the Ravens are gonna win. Super okay, Bowl. so you're so taking the field. field.
0: Okay, I kind of agree with her though too, though. I think if you had to take something, he had to take the field. There are a lot of teams that really look good. Yeah, the the Saints. You have the um. The Ravens, like she alluded to. And you know, any team on any given Sunday could upset the Chiefs in the playoffs. So I think I do have to go to the field. Don't get me wrong, I still think Patrick Holmes is going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game. Mm-hmm. But as far as this year, I'm going to go with the field. That's just me. Yeah. All right. That was pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So who wins the NFL MVP this year? You i I'll let you start with that.
1: I'm going to say my homes. I'ma say my homes.
0: Yeah. That's an easy choice. You went Kevin Durant there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, that's fine. That's no, a, that's good, a no, good No, no, no. That's a
0: good I, I, soon as you
1: did. It, I, I, no, no, no. No, if I have to, I'll I'll say Mahomes. I, I really do think so. But if there was like a wild card. Mm, that's a good one. See, I'm gonna bring a wild card. I'm glad I, you did this. I would say Watson, but Bill O'Brien's our coach. So <laughs> We're
0: at a, <laughs> we a sneak peek of what they might do anyway.
1: If if I had to pick, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Tom Brady like Ooh, surprises everybody. Like That's a good one. And Tom like Brady that. is the like his final his That's, final MVP. I love That's that. Good. That's, That's good. That's good. Um,
0: I think that Mahomes will win the MVP. I, and I'm with you. I was going to pick before the season. If you asked this, I would have said Watson just because it would have been cool to have Mahomes. Jackson and Watson, Watson in consecutive years. That, to oh. me, the aesthetically, that's dope. Um, but Watts, not Watson, Mahomes is going to win. But I want to talk about my sleeper pick that uh, I would say nobody's talking about for MVP. He got love last year. If he has a similar season, I think they'll give it to him. Uh, Christian McCaffrey at they'll running it, back, they'll give it to running back. If there was going to be one, it'd be him. So he's they have to pick. make a playoffs, which is hmm. a little bit easier this year because the way the formula is set up. Yeah. but they would have to make the playoffs in order for to be MVP. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think a running back's gonna get MVP anytime soon. I don't no, I agree. Just if there's going to be a guy to do it, it'd be him. Oh yeah, no doubt. We talked about him on the radio show. He's like amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go with I'm gonna give Aaron Rodgers some more love. Oh
1: my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Isn't that an easy pick. No. It's right, just a baby
0: like Chris. That's definitely not an easy pick. That's a stupid pick for guys it like Chris. There you go. But I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely gonna bounce back. I think he looks at this team as being a team that can possibly get him into a Super Bowl. You know, people always mention him with, or they have before, with Tom Brady and Drew Brees and um, Ben Roethlisberger. But lately, people like Chris have been kind of sleeping on Aaron Rodgers. And I think he knows that. So I think that this year is going to be the year, if any, for him to get back into the MVP conversation. So Aaron Rodgers is my guy for me. All right. The last topic we're going to talk about, still staying in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Who has more to prove this year, Dak Prescott or Cam Newton?
1: Oh, I think Dak. think so? I think so, particularly because of his whole contract situation. I think a lot of people expected more from the Cowboys, even when Garrett was there. But mm-hmm. now that you have uh, Mike McCarthy as your coach, you're probably going to get an offense that's going to be more keen towards you, in the sense. Right. So I definitely think that he has a lot more to prove, just because... Based off of that, and for the fact that he is expecting more money, I think Cam is just—he kind of gets to coast in a sense. You know, people are kind of sleeping on him, so he doesn't really have anything to prove. He—he he can just go out there and play football, and have mm. fun with it. Mm.
0: Interesting. Uh, for me, I think statistically, Dak is going to have the better season. Statistically, he's going to put up more yards. I didn't ask you all that, bro. So who has more to prove? Okay, calm down. Come <laughs> on, <come> on.
2: <laughs> Just coming in,
0: bro. What's wrong with you? I said, I mean, I'm, still, I'm still on the Aaron Rodgers thing. I'm sorry. Bro. You need to calm down, bro. <laughs> calm down. Um, but I think statistically, Dak is going to have the better season. Okay. But I think that Cam Newton, and I also think he has more to prove. But I also think you that- think Cam Newton has more to prove. No, no, I think Dak, Dak has okay, more to prove- more to prove. And just for his money, I'm talking about. For, I, I'm always a fan of players getting their bread. So I hope he has a good season and gets the money that he deserves. Quite frankly, I'm not even a Cowboys fan like that, but I hope he gets his money and he has more to prove because the Cowboys are in a situation, honestly, where if they if they franchise him again, he's basically Kirk Cousins. He's a free agent in NFL, which is something we don't really see. So I I don't think that's going to happen based on the season that he will have statistically. Mm. I I, I think it's Dak Prescott, too. But y'all do think Cam Newton has something to prove, though. You say you don't think he necessarily does. Do you think Cam Newton has something to prove this year? No. I mean, he's already been in the NFL MVP. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's been on the box of Wheaties. He's been flipping in the end zone. He's been showing Superman. He's – come on now. It's see, Cam see, Newton. This is what I got <laughs> – this is what God got deal with. See what I'm saying? I ain't do all that with Aaron Rodgers. You see what I'm saying? All that's what I'm saying right there. 2015 NFL MVP? Oh, my God. What do you got to prove? Why did he – bring up this topic I should have put somebody else this this debate but I do think it's Dak Prescott I think he has more to prove in this situation I really do just like you alluded to he he has a contract coming up Mm -hmm. he doesn't play well this year just like Chris said he's basically going to be a free agent and I don't think he wants that he wants to get paid and just like you said they built this team to make sure that Dak Prescott plays well Mm. so the the point of emphasis is going to be after the year if they don't play well Oh, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. It's not Mike McCarthy. We just brought him in. He's supposed to be an offensive guru anyway. And you still have Ezekiel Elliott, arguably the best running back in the league. You have your weapons there and Amari Cooper. So, and I'm not even necessarily saying that Dak Prescott hasn't played well in the past. It wasn't like he played poo or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But he definitely has something to prove this year as far as getting his team a winning record and getting to the playoffs and then actually going somewhere in the playoffs. So, I do believe it's Dak. I do think Cam Newton has something to prove too, as well, though. Cause it wasn't like he was just anybody was clamoring to get him in the offseason. He was a team away from not even maybe not even being picked up or being a backup. So the fact that the the New England Patriots picked him up, he's a starting quarterback. I think it behooves him to have a good year this year so that maybe you know he can be with the a Patriots long term. I think he's in a very good situation with Bill Belichick, obviously. Yeah, they,
1: the Patriots they find a way.
0: They do. I think there's people are for some reason sleeping on them. They don't think they're a good team, from what I've been hearing. Well, because of all the opt-outs, right? That's true. But they got Bill Belichick, man. I think they'll find a way. Because, look, man, that team they had last year, they weren't that good. let us I'm, I'm being serious. And they showed it in the playoffs, though. They did. So. They did. But they got to the playoffs. My point is they weren't that good last year, and they lost more talent this year. So, Well, look at the division they're playing. <laughs> no, we've always known that. <laughs> right, but my right. point is I just – They I can still make the playoffs. They could, yeah, but I can see them not making well, it, and, I, I and, and it not being Cam's fault as well. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. I could still, I think a successful year for them would be a playoff appearance. I don't plan to get further than that, though. I don't.
1: Good luck to him. I don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you, thank you, Nisha, for being on our our show today.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, it was a pleasure once again. Um, not the status quo podcast yes. oh give them your all your info your give us the yeah the, yeah, the, yeah. The, so
1: um if you would like to listen to the podcast we are on apple we're on stitcher iHeartRadio. we're pretty much everywhere um you can follow us on instagram at not a status quo underscore podcast and we also have a facebook page it's called not a status quo podcast and episode 10 mm. will be released monday
0: Ooh, we nice. am looking forward to that yes I'm gonna listen to that for sure for sure i like the last one for i did appreciate i, I like it. the way you, I might steal that from you though. I hey. Might have to talk about that. We want to talk about <laughs> athletes taking over and just you know you have certain people that go to school for stuff they mm-hmm. want to be in the sports bid business and they can't because we got people like Peyton Manning and and, and um, Tony Romo taking those but even Tony Romo's pretty good though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> that to me that is an interesting topic. It was because so the same thing has happened in acting too. Oh right. yeah, rappers. Fifty Ig- Cent. Ig- Ig- Fifty Cent is, is just the bad right now. But who talked about that? Was it Sean? One of the Waynes brothers was like, I, I don't like all these rappers taking our job." remember that? that yeah, game, I remember that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. And what's her name? Uh, Robin Givens. I think that's her name. She talks about it all the time. She does for real? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. All right. So if this is your first time listening to our podcast, please subscribe. You can it on any major podcast platform available. You can go to our website and do that as well. That's newchannelsports.net. New channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. You can also... Check us out on Afro Vibes Radio every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. i try not to spell out a new channel anymore because it's one of our listeners made fun of the way I pronounce it, the letter H. Bro, I've been saying that for years. I'm like, they know how to spell channel, man. They know how to spell it. So I just, I, I'm going to start to say... N-U-C-H saying, I just, I'm just going to go ahead and say, say H to... channel No, I'm not going to say no more. Just say I'll never say that letter again. Okay, what about yet? OG and <laughs> No, that. I'm not going to say anything. Come on,
1: gonna say, man. Why you do
0: a be like this, man?
1: <laughs> It's a Texans thing,
0: yeah. you know. We just bought We just have a new spot now, Nisha, for the podcast. You. <laughs> <laughs> We're out.
1: We're out. Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt N-U,
0: channelsports.net.
1: Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.